After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. It's mind rolling, and we're rolling today with my guru is here today, Duncan Trussell. I thank you so much for appearing. And uh, a special guest, he's beyond special to me, Trevor Hall, Rampriyadas, is here. Welcome, Trevor. Thanks Trev. for having me. Yeah. And uh, just a, a little intro, uh, uh, Trevor, many of you obviously know who he is, singer-songwriter, and uh, he's been close to me since uh, he's like 17 years old. And uh, we're going to tell that story again. I know we told it before. Oh, cool. We're going to tell it again uh, about how it is that he came into this whole thing. And uh, y you don't know because you weren't at my session Whoa. with him that we did Whoa. this whole thing. Do you want to know about Whoa. Kali? Do you want to know about <laughs> Kali? Hold on. Yes. I walked in and I listened to the to you speaking. Oh, so you heard me. You didn't hear I didn't hear Raghu. Really? That's that okay. passes. You're good. You did a great job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel bad now. We did a, I just did a podcast with Duncan for his show, mm -hmm. and he's been getting complaints that uh, from his folks that this guy is really gruff, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, I had to address so it. So I'm, I'm having to tone <laughs> myself down. <laughs> uh, now he feels neurotic. Yeah, I'm completely like crazy now. He's put me out the... So, but uh, I just, I want to say a little about, because uh, mm. the family thing... I'll quickly go through and you'll add in, but uh, my uh, I have a younger brother and uh, late 20s, same as uh, Trevor, and uh, they went to school together in Idlewild, and they were uh, bumping into each other, becoming friends, playing music together, and so on, and the next thing you know, my brother Sam had a picture of Maharaji on the wall. Now, Trevor knew that Sam had an older father, obviously it was his second marriage, and he kept walking by and being attracted to this picture. And then one day he said, who? Yeah, I said, who's in the p who's in the photograph? He actually, Sam actually told, asked me to come spend the night in his dorm room because we were going to make music and stuff. And that's when I really got a good look at the photo. And I was just like, man, I, I know that guy or something like that. You know, it's just this weird feeling. And so I said, hey, is that your is that your dad? And he was like, no, no, that's, um, that's a saint, this Indian saint named, named Crowley Baba. And I was like, well, who's, you know, who is that? You know? And, um, he said, oh, well, my, my dad and my brothers were in India with, with Neem Crowley Baba in the seventies. 
And I was like, well, tell, you know, tell me more. And uh, he brought out Miracle of Love, the stories compiled by Ramdas, and started reading. And we read the whole night. We didn't go to sleep that night. Wow, We just cool. stayed up the whole night and mm. pulled an all-nighter. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of the, that was the, the moment, I guess. When I saw him, same thing, familiar, but I thought... He, was, he looked like my Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> That's really what I thought. My like, God, it kind of looks... I feel like I know... Oh, it's just because he looks like my uncle. I was like, oh, he's like... <laughs> really weird. That was back in college. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? That yeah. sense of familiarity some people have with him. Yeah. Yeah. And that... Uh, well, we all had that at, at some point. Uh, as soon as we went... I mean, you know, my big story is I met Ram Dass and I was very taken and we just talked about I trusted him that everything he was saying was so right on and it was what I needed to hear and I went over to India because if it was good for him mm. I was I wanted to meet I, I wanted to meet somebody like you know we were just talking about this mm. what's what's the use he's saying of meeting somebody mm. like this when you meet them and you spend some time with them and they transmit all this incredible vibrations and energy and whatever it is and then you're back home being the same asshole you were before you went right. what's the point of that is is what well i don't i don't mean what's the point in the sense that any kind of euphoric experience that you have diminishes i don't mean that i what what i mean is does that symbol of the guru get in the way for some people in the sense that Instead of being in the moment now and thinking, yeah, this is it. I'm not going to get to the guru. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to get to a guru. All I have is this moment. And, and you know, you know what I'm talking about? People put it off, right? You put it off. You mm. think whatever it may be. I'm going to be a good person when this happens. Or I will forgive myself after I have done this certain number of penances or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I think that... When you, what your experience, obviously, completely real. My life has been changed because of it, and so many others have. But I think that sometimes people use the symbol of the potential guru, teacher, the run in with the soulmate, whatever the thing is, to put off and procrastinate being happy right now. That's where it gets dangerous. Mm. Mm. Okay, that's a good point. It's interesting. I mean, I think there's a there's a parable that Sri Ramakrishna uses where the camel is eating uh, these th these thorn bushes, and because there's like these little baby fruits, but there's all these thorns on them, and it thinks, and so it, consequently, their their mouth is is bleeding, but they think that the blood is actually from the berries. So he's saying that, meaning that the things like oh, I'm putting this off, like you're saying, maybe they they're kind of taking. Uh, what they what they think is making them happy and fulfilling them is actually hurting them in the oh, long so run. you're saying okay, so you're saying that there's a kind of delusion they're they're telling themselves I'm happy mm. now, but they're really not as happy as they would be if they ran into the awakened being or had contact in some way yeah, I mean, I think that that's uh kind of the whole thing of. I guess spiritual life is just realizing that you're not uh that we're not being um fulfilled by these uh things that are impermanent, you know. And but we think we are. That's the whole trick. That's the whole f game, I guess. Um 
and I don't know if that relates to what you're talking about. I've with heard the your, the version of your story I've heard is mm. bloodier, and it mm. was told by it's a, Hare, <laughs> it's a Hare Krishna version. So the version of your story I heard is, and it is a Hare Krishna idea. It's from Iskand, but the idea is these Mayavadis, as they're mm. called. Mm-hmm. You know the term Mayavadi? Mayavadi yeah. yeah, Mayavadi. It's a term for right. non-Hare Krishnas. I was staying at a Hare Krishna farm once, and with Adi Kartadasa was his name. And Adi Kartadasa remarked at one point that one of his daughters, he, I think he said something like, I don't want her to date a Mayavadi. It was really mm-hmm. funny. I don't want her to be around them. Can, like, Because the idea in that, that version of things is that there's this sort of polluted state of being mm-hmm. that if you don't follow the four regulative principles, mm-hmm. no eating meat, no gambling, right. no intoxicants. Right no sex, right. then you're polluted and you mm-hmm. must purify yourself in some way, right? Mm-hmm. But their version of it is great. It's a dog in a village with no mm-hmm. teeth, mm-hmm. has found a dry bone mm-hmm. and is chewing the dry bone and is confusing the blood oozing out of its gums mm-hmm. as eating meat Jesus from the dry Christ. bone. <laughs> Much The thorn bush is a sweeter version. I was just trying yeah. to bring it in a light yeah. flavor. Here. Yeah, right. <laughs> if we want to go there, we can go there. Go there. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, oh but this, God. but this pro- to me, the problem with that, and uh, the problem with that is, <laughs> uh, the problem with that is, uh, what ends up happening there is now we have a moralistic, we have a moral hierarchy where mm-hmm. all these people in the world are having a great time mm-hmm. walking down the street in Vegas, slurping with their giant slurpy straws and mm-hmm. screaming mm-hmm. from them to whoever. It's just people drinking their own blood. They're not really experiencing the true beauty of life that those of us who have come into contact with the guru get to experience, mm-hmm. right? And then you have all kinds of problems. Because now we've got a kind the spiritual classism, right? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I I I hear what you're saying. I uh, you know Maharaji also said that the guru is not external. It's not necessary to meet your guru on the physical plane. I mean, in the realist sense, the guru, I I don't think is is not just one person. You know, the guru is so many things. The guru is speaking through so many things through the ocean, through, you know the sky through a stranger through your own heart you know and um so there's also that you know i i i believe that uh as time goes on i think that you know like krishna das always says he says my life is my path you know my life is my teacher gandhi that's from gandhi yeah Yeah, so i don't know Hmm. uh well to pick this stuff up at 17 and then he turned around and he ended up living at a Kali temple in Laguna Beach for Mm. years and immersing himself in the uh, in that path Mm -hmm. uh, for worship of Kali a Kali temple yeah Mm -hmm. I didn't even know there was a Kali temple really but no bullshit Western American thing. It was a real Kali temple with mm-hmm. with that they consecrated. They brought in monks from the wow. uh, from Sri Ramakrishna in Calcutta from from his. I mean, the whole thing was done very very with great purpose. And it was uh, we you know I've been there. We've mm-hmm. sang there, Krishnas and I, and all that. And uh, it was also quite a beautiful murti. 
mm. I mean, a statue. I mean, it's really, uh, and, and that place was imbued with this quality. Wow. And, you, you know, I'd love for you to just, because uh, you did it yesterday mm. uh, at the retreat, and mm. uh, we're all in the retreat, by the way, with Ram Das and Lama Surya Das and others, including uh, Duncan and Trevor. And, yeah, tell us about Kali. You like Kali, don't you? Uh, ter- terrified of Kali. Oh. I lo- I do like the 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 image. Well, the, I was too. I mean, the the you know being introduced to Maharaj Maharaji in school. You know, obviously you learn so much about Hanumanji and the story of Sita and Rama and all these things. And um, that's kind of I think the focus. But then, as time goes on, you learn about other forms of the divine and all this stuff. And um, you know, I didn't really have a choice. I just was always around that energy. Um, I I started learning some meditation from a teacher at the at the school, and he was a devotee of Baba, but he's also a devotee of Ma Kali, and he was the one who knew of the temple down in in uh, Southern California. And when I went there for the first time, it's so funny because I I didn't tell this the other day, but I remember before I left for California, I'm from South Carolina. Okay. okay, I'm from a small, small town in South Carolina. And before I went off to California, I remember my uncle, we were all whatever at the house. And my uncle said, you know, in course of conversation, you know, Trevor, you gotta be careful out there in California. There's a lot of these cults, you know, there's a lot of people just taking on stuff. And he was telling me all about all the different cults. Sure. And then he said, you know, and then, then there's the high Krishnas. And, the, and he uh, said, they're going to, you know, you're, you're going to shave your head and you're going to get tattooed and you're going to be in this place. You know, you got to be careful of that. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. Just relax. Sure enough, you know, three years later, <laughs> I have a shaved head. I got <laughs> tattoos all over me and I'm living in this temple. You, right. you know, but anyway, when I went to the, the temple, I was a little, I was scared. I was, you know, as seeing the image of Ma for the first time, I was like, whoa, this is like, what, is this some type of cult? Is this sure. some type of far out thing, you know? But yeah, there was something, I was fearful, but there was also this thing in me like, she's so incredibly beautiful. But I was like, wait, 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 that can't be right. That can't be right because... She's holding a severed head and a sword and skulls and all this stuff. Necklace of heads, Necklace right? of heads, right? Who are those heads? He's well, gonna, you, he's going to give you the whole thing. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, there was that fear, but I couldn't get, I couldn't get away from it. Everywhere I went, a, a book would come about Mahakali or, um, you know, this type of thing. You know, I had no choice. Um, I was supposed to, you know be with her i guess in that sense and um i ended up after high school i signed this big like record deal and was gonna go like you know make millions and you know do that whole thing you know it was all planned out right got all this money i was 18 years old i got this like big apartment in la you know smoking a shitload of weed like had no idea what i was doing you know um and I was so freaking sad. I was so sad. I was so lonely. I, I had no friends. You know, yeah. I couldn't go to bars because I was 18. Um, and I kept driving down to this temple every every weekend or so. And and uh, the record deal actually went south. I got shelved and eventually dropped. 
I ran out of money, literally. Yeah. And I was living in Laguna Beach in this apartment and I uh, couldn't pay my next month's rent. And I was like, man, what happened? This was supposed to go this certain way, yeah. right? And um, the temple, they said, well, why don't you just stay here until you get back on your feet? Because you're here every day anyways, you know? Why don't you just stay here and until you get back on your feet, you know, no pressure. So I thought, great. So I ended up moving into this little, little, tiny, tiny, little, little cabin in the garden. And I stayed there for seven years. Wow. I just, it, but it, what I'm saying is it wasn't, a, it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to live in the ashram. I'm going to live this life. It was just a natural un- unfoldment, you know, and through that, through being there and living with the, the devotees and living at the feet of Ma, um, I learned so much about that relationship of the divine mother and child aspect. And and when I looked at Ma, you know, now there is no more like, there is not that fear. It's it's actually like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And, and um, it's hard to explain that to maybe other people who at first take their her iconic can i just describe her to you really quickly and yeah, then yeah. you tell me sure, sure where to find the beauty in it sure sure I, Go and for by it. the way i don't mean that sarcastically i get it and i've had the Kali devotees tell me you know if, mm. at first she seems ferocious but then you yeah her. yeah Go so for okay it. so this is unpack i'll it. try to bring it to mind mm. so we're looking at like the setting it's some kind of like battlefield or it's a cremation ground oh okay cremation ground mm. so there's skeletons everywhere Mm -hmm. jackals jackals blood blood yeah and isn't shiva sort of sleeping there shiva's lying on the ground is he asleep he's no he's you know shiva is awake fully awake awake. so they're on a picnic or something he's He's under her foot but you're right about the battlefield right because there's many different stories and one of the stories is in the devi mahatmyam which is 700 verses the chandi that is uh, from the Markandeya Purana, which is, you know, in the scriptures. Um, the yogis pulled out these 700 verses because of their extreme importance. And that's where Ma Kali first makes her kind of uh, appearance in All that right. rupa, right? But they are on a battlefield, right? And there's a there's a the war between the, you know, the gods and the demons, like any story, good and evil, you know? So it's the, some archetypical war. Yeah, but it's within, you know, the... This, the, the the battlefield is our consciousness, you know, this type of symbolism, but right. there's the good and evil. But she, long story short, the demons are winning. And uh-huh. and uh, Mother Durga, who is the same as Kali, just different form, she gets really, really, really mad, right? And, the, and, and a light comes out of her, and pretty much Kali emerges from her and it's this wrathful, terrible form and Kali just goes on this crazy spree of, you know, killing these demons. But she's doing it so fiercely and so wildly that everybody thinks, oh my God, she's going to destroy everything in her frenzy. She's like drunk with this, you know, yeah. frenzy, right? So Lord Shiva, her husband, lies down in her path, right? Oh. And when she's she's kind of, you know, not looking, she steps on her husband and stops and 
That's why she bites her tongue like this, right? Oh. Because in the Indian tradition, that's kind of a form of like, oh, I'm doing something bad. She, she, she's stepping on her beloved. So, oh, I'm going to bite my tongue, right? That's one reason why, why she's on Lord Shiva. But so she's intentionally biting her tongue. Yeah, yeah. So but she didn't intentionally step on him. That was, was the accident. thing. It was an accident. He, he but, just laid down in front of her. Yes. But Shiva in symbolism, right, is that Purusha, that supreme being but not moving. It's eternally still, eternally, you know, uh, supreme consciousness, right? But he Kali, has dreadlocks, by the way. He has long <laughs> dreadlocks. And Kali is moving. Kali is the, is the, the power, the time, Mother Nature, okay. the cycle. So there's all these different layers of symbolism. Sure. Well, so, and and let's, let's keep moving here. Yeah. We've, so now I know the tongue thing. Had no mm -hmm. idea. Thought mm -hmm. she was just sticking it out to be mm -hmm. ferocious or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have this being, right. scary looking being, right. sticking her tongue out. She's wearing a necklace right. of heads. Right. Who are the heads? So there's 50 heads, right, that, are, that she's wearing. It's a garland of heads, right? At first we're like, oh my God, this is far out, right? Yeah. But the heads, each head, right? There's 50, there's 50 heads. There's 50 letters in the Sanskrit alphabet, right? Oh, wow. So that, cool. that represents all sound. So <laughs> That is so cool. So ev all sound <laughs> Trippy, comes man. from the mother, right? Everything we hear. Everything we hear, good, bad, the sound of the ocean, this language, everything is filled with mother's presence. So what, what, what happens if we had that mindset? Everything I hear is just ma, ma, ma. You know, that, that brings you into a certain... Everything I hear is a severed head on the neck of the Everything I hear is a severed head on the neck of the deity, right? But it's bringing us, it's bringing us beyond the body. Right. Right. She loves us so much. She wants to. She wants to get us out of this body consciousness and realize our true divinity. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, this is what the world is like. Mm. You do end up getting your head cut off by calling in one way or another. You're gonna die. You're There's gonna no way die. Out of it. You're, and it's the. Tr it's that. It's that stark truth, right? It's no more playing around. Right, right. There's an expression uh, with Kali. They say that there's the form of the goddess Lolita, who's 16 years old, beautiful, the embodiment of all beauty, right? Yes. And the way she brings you through liberation, she holds your hand as, as you're skipping through this flower garden and you're smelling all the flowers and yeah. before you know it, you're like enlightened. Yes. And they say with Kali, she reaches through the keyhole and she just rips you through <laughs> the keyhole to the other side. You wanted though, you have told me you wanted the 16 year old uh, to take you over to the other side, hold your hand, and bring you across the river, the ocean of samsara. You want it that way, right? Listen, if there's a menu... Or do you want menu, to be ripped through the keyhole? If there's a menu, if you get to pick, if there's a pick, if you get to pick, I mean, the... the the uh, My experience with reality has mostly been getting ripped through the keyhole mm. with some trips to Hawaii with the little kid walking you through the flowers. So yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. I had no idea all mm. of those things. One last question, because mm. I thought the, I thought she's holding the head of the, yeah. of the gods. I thought no, she no, decapitated not the, gods. the gods. Not the gods. No. no. She's holding the head of our ego. Okay. Right? I thought that was Brahman that she no, decapitated. No. no, 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 no. She's holding the head of, of, of our ego. Right. So Ma, one side she's giving, right. She's giving the lower, the lower, uh, 
her lower right hand is giving boons, right? I'm yes. your mother. I'll give you everything. Hold on to nothing, right? Yeah. Baba said, one of Baba's quotes, Maharaji's quotes, he says, God will give you everything for your spiritual advancement. Hold on to nothing. Whenever I see that hand, I think about Baba's words. I'm going to give you everything. Don't worry. Right. Right. Her top right hand is giving fearlessness, blessings, right? I am your mother. Don't fear anything. Right. You know, when we're a little kid, we're not scared of anything as long as our mother's around. Imagine having that mentality in our way today with the Supreme Devi. Oh, Mm. Ma's, she's in control of everything. Don't worry. Right. Right. So that's the, that's kind of the pleasant side. But then we move over and in her top left hand, she's holding that sword, right? Yes. That sword is the sword of discrimination. It's, it's showing you the difference between the real and the unreal. So she's cutting through all that, right? And that can be painful. Yes. Right? That can be like, oh man, I almost don't want to know the real. I just want to chill out, you know? Yes. So she's cutting through all that, right? That's that, that sword. And then she's holding, in that process, she's holding that severed head, right? Right. And that severed head is our ego, right? She's the ego slayer, but it also symbolizes I, I'm, we need to give everything. We need to, you know, give everything to the divine. And um, that's not like a bad thing. That's actually, you know, uh, a, a thing of love, you know. Um, so... It's not as terrible, maybe, oh, it's great. as you... Yeah. As you it's the way you just and, described it's really cool, man. <laughs> and also, whenever you come into contact mm. with the actual, in this symbol, it would be mm. the physical manifestations of Kali, mm. which is inevitably getting sick or people, you know, dying, mm-hmm. then in, in those moments, mm. you experience, in general, some of the most beautiful, incredible mm. realizations that are the opposite of what you've been dreading. Yeah. So. It does make sense because yeah. the secret mm. of all of the horrors of the world is that hidden behind them are the best times of your life. Inevitably, you have yeah. these beautiful, inside of it is there's something very sweet. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Mm. I get it. Um, and uh, the best representative of this particular path that we know of in the East is Sri Ramakrishna. You mm. know Sri Ramakrishna, yeah. right? Mm. So, as a result of where he was in Laguna in that Kali temple, the priests were from Dakshineshwar, where Sri Ramakrishna's ashram was, and where it's still very vibrant. And so, through that, Trevor got way, way close to Sri Ramakrishna and his particular teachings, which are. Uh, uh, and I'm going to tell a story uh, that I told the other day that this is another way in which we have these cross currents, he and I, one through family, mm-hmm. which is amazing enough, obviously through guru. And in this case, I went, when I first went to India, I went to Pondicherry. There's an ashram there of uh, someone called Sri Aurobindo. Sri Aurobindo was a great, poet saint uh, philosopher saint um who who was alive in the last century up until maybe the 40s i'm not sure 40s 50s something like that at one point a woman from france went over got a dream that she should go over and and be with sri aurobindo and she became his spiritual partner her name was just mother everyone called her mother and she was a saint in her own right very evolved being 
I went over, and that's the first place in India I went. And when I went there, I couldn't see her because she had Parkinson's. And she wasn't well at the time. So, But I stayed there. I got hepatitis. Right? I ended up in this uh, intentional community called Oroville where they built beautiful different settlements and all different kinds of architecture that was really cool and I did I was on uh, I was with the American contingent there but they took me in to take care of me because I had this hepatitis and they put me under this kind of outdoor thing with a big picture of mother and I lived there kind of in the open air in a bed it was really of course it was very warm so it wasn't a problem but it was really strange to say the least yeah and they gave me one book I couldn't, because I had no energy, I couldn't do anything. So separate the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, which, by the way, everybody out there, please, this is a great book. If you, want, if you are at all interested in the worship of the goddess, there is nobody but that being that compares. And I read this book from one cover to the other, and I finally got an idea of what that was. At the point at which I finished the book, I get a message, you can come see her now, and by that time I was well enough. So I went into or, uh, uh, Pondicherry to see her in the ashram, and I knew she was very old, and she had, like I said, Parkinson's and lost motor control, so I was thinking, oh, Jesus, I'm just going to get wrapped up in this old body. I'm going to freak out. It's cr- you know, I would talk about your... Crazy siguses, they say in Yiddish. Like what do you call them? Siguses. You've got a lot of them. I don't have a siguses. Yeah, you've got a <laughs> lot of siguses. <laughs> yeah. Neurotic pathways. Um, I had a big one, and that was it. Like seeing old people, uh, you know, that weren't well. I mean, you know, I was right. 24 years old. Anyhow, and you had to bring a special flower to her. Each flower had a different spiritual. Uh, representation but I didn't like flowers I like bananas so I went and got a bunch of bananas and I get up to the door and there's like a six foot and a half tall beautiful Indian man it's like you died and went to heaven and he was going to be you know St. Peter at the gates he was at the gates and suddenly and I'm sitting there I'm virtually I know I'm going to freak out, whatever. I had all this crazy, I, you know, I was just really nervous on top of everything to meet a whole, I never met a holy being. They opened the door and it was like, you know, the stories that you hear. I walked into a room and it was full of light and yes. you usually go full of shit. Yes. What light? <laughs> right. It was full of light. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know how I can tell wow. you uh, and make it sound like I wasn't full of shit, but it was full of light. And she just contacted me with her eyes, and I I didn't see her body at all. It, uh, I was just so oh my god, I, whatever that was, somebody loves me like that. Oh my god! And I gave her the bananas in French. She went ah oh, banana. She laughed at me. You know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you get literally ten minutes. You're just or less, and you're just there. And she's just there's no words, no nothing, and it's just I just. An acid trip is the only thing that I can possibly compare sure. to. That I it just saw That's so much. Wild. And the guy, the six and a half foot Saint Peter, came over and he grabbed my ass to get me out of there. I would not, I couldn't leave. I was just so, and that was my experience with mother. And 
You sure it True wasn't the medicine that they gave you for the hepatitis? <laughs> I didn't have <laughs> any medicine. No, I was just kidding with you. I'm just kidding with yeah, you. No. You know that light you're talking about? Yeah. I saw that light once. I I, uh, I was with somebody who was dying of uh, Alzheimer's disease. Mm. Craziest thing I ever saw. Where, Because, uh, you know, when someone's dying, if their ego comes into it, mm-hmm. they'll try to fight against dying. Just that's what that's what keeps us on the planet. Right. Yeah. But you could watch her. She was unconscious, but you could. It was the weird. I'd never seen this before. And in fact, didn't have any reference point for it even. But I was sitting with her. I was the only one in there with her. And she would go. She would start dying and everything in the room. Lit up the most beautiful, wow. vibrant, vivid. It was beautiful, yeah. and wow. then she would like fight it, and it was like mm. watching the energy get sucked mm. back into wow. herself. So it kind of yeah reminds me of, of your story thing. a little yeah. bit. I guess somebody who didn't, who would just somehow manage to die without physically dying, wow. would just be yeah in every. It would, yeah. would be very radiant. I yeah. guess yeah. that's cool, Ragu. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was quite an experience. Then when I. I left there and maybe a few weeks later, I think uh, five weeks later or something, Ramdas finally, I was looking to find Neem Karoli Baba, to find Maharaji, and Ramdas finally found him and told me where to go. And I went there and met him. That was the end of that part of my life. Uh, and two days later, he said, where were you before you came here? Uh, I was at Swami Muktananda's ashram in, in near Mumbai. I'm about to say that. And then in English, he points his finger at me and goes, Mother, Mother, wow. Mother. Oh, my God. And I knew that he had been in every molecule of every moment then and way wow. before and yeah. way after. And But it confirmed my whole experience uh, of, of the goddess, you mm. know, through that. And then when he... I want to sounds like whatever bullshit uh it was uh, after he left well i you know that that i've been really fortunate you know and i say these things and you know it's not to make anybody uh, the last thing in the world is i want anybody to feel jealous about anything you know i mean you both of you guys are sitting here and you absolutely have without any physical talk about the guru is not physical and you both know that totally and we say these things, we met these beings and so on. Yeah, it was, we needed to and whatever karma we had to, God knows how it works. But he, when Maharaji left in 1973, he out emerged this incredible saint, woman saint named Siddhima, who had been in the background and never came out of the room. We, we knew about her, but we did not know her. And from that day forward to this day now, she is still with us. She has been our Indian mother and and represented Durga, the goddess Durga, to me. And in the the Murtis in Kenshi or Vindyavasini Durga, right, an aspect of Durga, that and you know, he said more than once she is that. Mm-hmm. And so we had that. We've had that all along. I mean, so. Incredible. I mean, I I just saw her in India. I think I, I don't even know if I told you and had this incredible you moment did. with her. Just she's just contact. She has one foot over the other side at this point. She's old, and just contacted me and just like it was something that needed to happen that she needed to share with me. 
that without words and it was extraordinary moment so yeah i I've, i am so blessed there's no doubt about it but what a word mother is right yeah. what a word because man that mother. is a heavy word that's a word that a lot of it's people it's another hear that western early. thing guru sucks we're mother not good love Whew. forget about love Love's okay devotion but- wow you've given up your shit for some other you know that it we have ruined all the words. But this is the thing, like to resurrect that word is really interest is an interesting thing to try to do, you know, to try to like demolish the your idea of what mother is. Yeah. Well, it's you back know, to the uh, neuroplasticity, retrain your brain and get rid of those habitual tendencies that are tying us down. But let me let me just ask you something, just because you so beautifully described Kali, because I'll tell you. The Western, in the same way that Kali has this terrible visage that you just dis- transformed, let me describe the v- Western version of mother. Or the, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to throw out some symbols that we all have for like bad mommies. So, okay. Bad <laughs> no, really. Bad Santa. Because yeah. the ultimate representation of the dysfunctional mother that I can think of offhand is obviously psycho. It's the skeleton Norman Bates has put in the chair that harangues and harasses him. Norman, Norman, don't be with girls. Be with your mommy forever. Kill the girls. Mommy, 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 mommy. Follow it. Do what your mother says, you dirty, bad little boy. Or some version of that, right? So can you please tell me about the ideal mother? Describe to me the, the beautiful perfect pristine you know wonderful what mother. let me tell you something because I, I wanted to segue <laughs> here this this might be just perfect okay mm-hmm. whether you do this or not okay. this is live request mm-hmm. S- can you sing that song to the mother that you did which yesterday? one the bow song or no the, the other one the, the one at the end oh that one. yeah 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 can you do that? Sure, why not? Okay, can you put put us on hold, sir? Is this the this song is, is going the description? to be. This is the. the yeah, no. This is the description. Well, let's let him you, do it pre-song and then in song. I want it because I I I already know he's gonna. Because listen, I I'm not doing this as some trap or th- anything. When I did acid and read the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. I got to contact. Jesus for the first time, right? <laughs> and it was mind-blowing, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way, I don't mean, again, this is your podcast, so I guess everyone who listens to your podcast is just fine with their mothers, but I imagine there's a <laughs> so, but I imagine there's a whole group of people who who don't have when you say mother, especially the term mother, mm-hmm. which is a very severe version of mama or mommy, when you say that term mother, it really does bring to mind a lot of t- so I Heal me and all of us. Heal our brother. <laughs> Heal so, him. Describe the Trevor. ultimate v- I, version of mother. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, f- in my life, I mean, I was very blessed to have a, an amazing mother. I, I as, you I, know, uh, as he did. I have way. to say, I had an amazing mother. So I'm going to feel guilty. I do know that there. Maybe that's not the case with other people, but this is, we actually talked about this in our talk. You know, there, the idea of motherhood in Western culture and Indian culture is very, very different. It's very, very different. Um, and 
I don't know. I'm just lucky. Like with my mother, my earthly mother, it was an inc- it is an incredibly beautifully amazing relationship. Um, I don't know. I think that if we had that mother that you're talking about, um, even if we did have a tough relationship or I don't know that maybe I don't know possessive mother. I don't know what you're trying Let's to just describe. Say complicated. Some complicated. people have complicated okay. relationships complicated, with their parents. Right. But I think beyond that, if we really stopped, you know, and we really thought about that word, if we could get beyond that stuff, if we really thought about that word. If we just looked out at like this view that we have now, people can't see, but I mean, and you really thought about the love of the mother, I think that you're going to feel something. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to describe, you know, and I just feel like if you really genuinely asked yourself or you talked, called out to her, right? Sri Ramakrishna said, Sri Ramakrishna did, who's the proponent of, you know, the awakening of this motherhood of God, you know. Um, he practiced so many different types of religions, every type. Really complicated stuff to easy stuff. And at the end of this whole thing, he could have said anything. He very simply said, call to your mother with a longing heart, like a child calls to his, his mom, uh-huh. right? Simple. Call, call. If you, I, I believe if you really call out to that motherhood, that spirit of motherhood, even if you did have a tough relationship with your earthly mother or something like this, then in time she will reveal that, you know, her essence, the essence of the eternal, loving, unconditional love of the divine mother. When my guru said in India, he said in, 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 um, as human beings, we have so many different types of problems, right? We have to pay rent and we have, uh, I don't know, family problems or we have jobs and we are just trying to, you know, cost a living. I don't know, yes. right? whatever. We have so many problems. But he said, there's only one problem for the divine mother. And he said, because she is everywhere, she can never throw you out of her heart. And uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it said, there's two things in his holiness, the Dalai Lama insists in every not every talk but many many times the way for this world to change is for the importance is on the mother and that unconditional love which helps develop compassion he said that's what happened to me my mother gave me unconditional love and i was able to develop compassion Mm -hmm. that's what needs to happen and be nurtured in this world so that and i read a, a as far as the description of the mo- mother, I read a this prayer that I was taught many years ago uh, that basically says, I don't know how to meditate. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do anything. I'm a complete lazy shit. But one thing I know, a son can be bad, but it is not in a mother's nature to be bad. Mm-hmm. You will always be supported, forgiven and so on so that is the archetype to cool. counter that mm-hmm. one yeah hey let's do but i really want because he does this uh, prayer a thing to to uh mother that is just uh, extraordinary and really says what she is more than anything else 
Okay, do you mind? Yeah, I can do it okay. right now. Yeah, right now. We're going to do Let's it. We're it. just going to. Oh, you can do it without. Yeah, why thing. not? Okay. Yeah, do it without the thing. Yeah. That thing there that called thing a guitar. <laughs> Ma. Jagado dharini Mata Durga Jagado dharini Ma Jagado dharini Mata Durga Jagado dharini Ma Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Janani Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Janani Hengori Devi Rana Chandi Devi Jaya Gauri Devi Rana Chandi Devi Jaya Shiva Ramana Jagoma 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 Jagadodharini Mata Durga Jagadodharini Ma Jagadodharini Mata Durga Jagadodharini Ma Jema. Ah, that's oh. beautiful. That's you know what you reminded me of? You know what that song reminded me of? No. Here's the thing. I thought, and was totally, and Dick moved to answer your own question, but I remembered when my mom, mm-hmm. my mom died of cancer, mm-hmm. and she was very, well, obviously very sick, she had cancer, but she was, and I was going to say she was very sick at the end of her life, but like, no, duh. <laughs> but she, uh, <laughs> but she, uh, so I was visiting her, mm-hmm. and um, last time I saw her awake was, uh, so she's in bed on oxygen, mm-hmm. and whenever I would come to visit, she'd wash my clothes. She's what she did. So she was, I had to go out with my brother and I came back and my clothes had been washed and she was in bed asleep, but she'd somehow managed to get up and do that. That's the mother, right? That's That's it. Even though she could barely walk, somehow she figured out a way to do that is the symbol. Okay. That's not, thank you for, that was so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, unconditional love. Wow, that makes me want to cry, yeah. Okay. But you guys can't see me cry. That's right, because we don't cry at these spiritual retreats. That is weird. Why is that one of the top rules here? Is did no you one hear that? No, no, did you hear what we were just today at Lama Soryadasa's talk? 
Did you see? At the end of the talk, he was taking questions, and this woman stands up, and she says, I wasn't there. Emery told me this, because I was coming here yeah. to be with you guys. And she said that this woman stood up, and she said, you know, this is my first kind of retreat, spiritual thing, and I just had a question. You know, people are asking all these questions about how do I overcome my whatever, all this stuff. She just gets up, and she says, why is everybody crying here? And she, crying? Said, and she said, and she said, she said, everybody, they start chanting and crying and then I cry. Just why, why is that? And she was being totally so cool. straightforward. And Lama Surya Das said, um, you know, I think, you know, I'm here and we're chanting and stuff. And Lama Surya Das said, I'm not crying. And I think that's even weirder. He said that. He said that's that. Oh, that's so crazy. Oh, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> yeah, oh god, that's so great. Oh, this is great. I'm so happy you came yeah. along and joined uh, us here. Super cool to meet you. Great yeah. to meet yeah, you as well. Man, beautiful. Yeah, these guys have never met before, so this is really a wonderful beautiful. thing. Um so uh Trevor Hall, trevorhall.com. Trevor Hall Music. Dot com. TrevorHallMusic.com. It'll be up on the site as well. Awesome. And by the way, I'm and uh, go there and what's the last couple of records? Uh, what's latest, the record? The mm-hmm. record you were playing yesterday, or they were playing yesterday with the Indian uh, Chapter uh, of the Forest. Chapter of the Forest. Get yeah. that record, okay, yeah. everybody out there. Go through Amazon and you can use the mind. Our portal link. at DuncanTrussell.com. There's a portal there you can use. Awesome. Okay. Can I'm just kidding because I blocked no, no. his portal. Where is it? 50-50. 50-50's <laughs> fair. We'll see, we'll see no, who goes through Raghu's portal. The, the, the Don't Raghu. go through my No, it's uh, okay. And this is the next uh, most important. It's a dumb joke, really. I was totally kidding. <laughs> That's great joke. This is an important announcement, okay? We are moving mm-hmm. all of our podcasts. Ramdas, Mind Rolling, Krishna Das, Jack Cornfield. Sharon Salzberg, Joseph Goldstein, Lama Suryadas, Chris Grosso. We are all moving to the Love Serve Remember Foundation. We are now going to be under the Be Here Now Podcast Network banner. Okay, This podcast that we've just done, uh, folks, of course, you'll know it's pre-recorded is going to launch the new network. How about oh, that? Oh, beautiful. And so when you hear nice. this, folks, this will be on the Be Here Now network. Beautiful. beautiful. Part of Ramdas's legacy that we wanted for all of his family of uh, teachers and friends to be part of moving forward and uh, share share what he's been sharing and, and now you guys are sharing and we want to have you back. That's you know? beautiful. Thank you, so, Raghu. Yeah. Ram, Ram. yeah, thank you again. Thanks so much. Folks, we'll see you next week. Mind rolling. Ram Ram. Trump 2016.